Hello and welcome to the Pain Cave. My name is Jay Friedman. I am thrilled to be back in the Pain Cave tonight after a brief stay in Colorado and a detour to Iceland. And we are very happy to be back tonight for another installment of This Month in Ultra Running. We are coming to you a little bit less than a month from our previous episode because it is UTMB week. And we definitely wanted to dive deep into not just recent race results and happenings, but what's going on over in Chamonix right now and what we think might happen this weekend and and really get into what has become kind of the, I would say, premier event of the ultra running world year after year at this point. So thanks for joining us once again and to help us break down everything that's been going on and that will happen over the next week or so. I am very, very happy to be joined, as always, by my partner in crime, the Fulham Flyer, the Shawankunk Express, the Megan Kimmel to my Megan Mullally, the legend himself, Phil Vondra. Phil, welcome back to Jay, the Pain Cave. It is good to be back in the Pain Cave. It is and, um, so good I'm to have you. I'm super excited to talk about some of the races that have already taken place and what is coming up. Uh, UTMB is about as exciting as it gets. Um, and... Uh, Happy to know that you have a nice, shiny, enormous buckle from Leadville. Congrats <laughs> on uh, a stellar performance. That was good. Thank I you very a, much. Uh, lung full of uh, lungs full of smoke from Canada, but uh, no, it was great that uh, you got out there and uh, and had a good race. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. When we were last here in the Pain Cave, we were both, uh, as you implied, getting set to travel out to our respective races. You were going out to the Fat Dog One Hundred and Twenty, which wildfires shortened to the i was calling it the skinny dog 103 and eventually became the no dog yeah unfortunately yep. it was cancelled unfortunately so that was a that was a bummer uh kind of a waste of a lot of good fitness for you unfortunately yeah i mean i did a couple of runs out there and it was a nice trip i mean the area is incredibly beautiful uh it was really really nice but uh, yeah gearing up for a 120 mile race and it being cancelled uh, it was a little uh, deflating to say the least yeah seriously what a bummer but uh, we move on. Plenty of other good races to do, and um, now we drink some beer. Now we drink beer. Yeah, and I'm 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 on the carb train right now. I am uh, ten days, nine days post Leadville. All right, you look pretty good for two hundred pounds. I got to say, it's, uh, <laughs> you still look pretty skinny. Yeah, well, I had a, I had some room to go. Fortunately, yeah, um, one ten to two hundred in nine days. Leadville's a good place to start. We're, we definitely wanted to devote the majority of this episode to the happenings over at UTMB and, and everything else this week. But before we get into that, we did, did want to touch on some of the recent results as we like to do, as is our want. And uh, Leadville is kind of top of the list, at least domestically, for what's been going on here. Um, my first time out there, really, really fun, really cool town. Uh, definitely, you know... Um, they're they're very proud of their kind of wild wild west roots yeah and uh their mining like heritage carnival, you know like just fun loads of stuff going it's on it's a ton you know, of it's fun. A buzz in the whole town i mean it it's sounds amazing yeah it's it's a small town it's uh but it, it's definitely got a uh, it's an interesting mix of kind of old cowboy and also like hip um you know endurance athlete vibe right i was out there about 10 days early so i got to i was in town for the 100 mile mountain bike race also I got to stick around for the um, 
or I helped out at the expo and then I was crewing for somebody at the mountain bike race, which was uh, really, really fun. Yeah, it was it just, it was, great. it was great to see. It was amazing to see how hard those guys go. The elite guys in the mountain bike. Oh yeah, bike. it's a serious race. I mean, from the like gun, I mean, race. from the start, those guys are really hammering more yeah. so than in an ultra, obviously, because obviously they're yeah. only going for about, I mean, time-wise half, half as long. Right. But they're they're hammering off the start, yep. and and you know we saw them come through at forty miles, and it was like a pace line, you know, just like yeah. <laughs> just like in a road bike race, there were like fifteen wow. of them peloton on mountain yeah, it was, bikes. It was yeah. pretty awesome. And um, something for you for next year, maybe? No, hell no, no. no we no. get those training wheels off your bike, and we'll get you up. <laughs> we'll get you up and running. <laughs> I'm usually good on the bike for about forty five minutes, and then I'm like, this right. sucks. You know, after yeah. <laughs> my butt hurts, yeah. and it's just, uh, it's that's no fun. But it was it was really really cool to be around for that and um, just to be just to feel the energy in the yeah, town. Yeah, there's a I lot mean, of stuff going on. I mean, there's the what, 10k race, there's a marathon, there's the the mountain bike race, there's yeah. obviously the 100 miler, ton of cool fun it was stuff. It's really I great. Mean. I ran the 10k Sunday, the day after the um, mountain bike race, nice. uh, which was it's basically it's the first three miles of the of the Leadville course yeah. out, which is downhill, and then you turn around and come back up oh, cool. and. It was a good kind of, um, you know, blow out the tubes and yeah. kind of yeah. know, really just have the body get adjusted to the altitude and everything right. else. It was painful, but uh, it, it definitely benefited me for the yeah. for the race a week later. And, and I just had a blast. It was, I, I ran conservatively to start and just moved through the field and, and felt really good. And, uh, you know, had the normal down points that you get in a, in yeah. a hundred, but... Um, had just an amazing, amazing crew. Uh, our good friend Brian, obviously, and, and his uh, significant other, Callie, were out there. Brian paced me for 27 miles, Callie for about 10 and a half. And then Kevin Borden, who was uh, in town for some work stuff, came out for his first experience at any ultra, crewed me all day with Brian and Callie. And then also Brian's sister, Katie, came in from Aspen, she was fantastic. She was she was kind of the captain of the crew and Great. really had everybody on point. She was driving, did all the driving, Great. and kind wow. of ran the aid stations. And uh, they, it it really, they were unbelievable. It could not have gone better. Sounds Kevin fun. paced me the last thirteen miles. And you had the family there as well. I mean, family was great, there at the finish. Great thing. I mean, the kids were asleep, but it was. Yeah. And I saw them out on the course. It was it was just great. We saw Elizabeth and Joe from Mountain Peak Fitness out on the course, great. and a couple other East Coasters, and truly had a great time. Um, so. Can't can't say enough about the the course, the race, the organization, um, the Leadville Foundation, who, which was the charity that I ran for, yeah. um, and uh, Ken and Merrily, the the founders of the race, who are, you know are there every year and at the finish, greeting every finisher, and it, it was it was a just an amazing experience, and and really looking forward already to the the next time I'll be able to go back. Right. So, so you think you'll do it next year, maybe? I mean, I would love to. Um, wow. You know, cool. we'll see how the lottery gods yeah. smile yeah. or don't smile on us for everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't make any plans until, you until know, December, right? until December. Yep. And then, then you have to see how the year plays out after that. But I, I'm definitely going back at some point. It was, it was right. fantastic. Um, but uh, some news coming out of Leadville, obviously, the return of Rob Carr. Yeah. I saw Rob at the finish or the the kind of post-race festivities of the mountain bike. He not only did he not mention that he was running, I don't think he even knew he was running at that point a week out, um, but decided so midweek. it was a last-minute thing yeah, for him yeah. to Oh, yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Um, and, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure if, uh, you know, a, a former champ wants to jump in at some point, they'll just let him jump in. Yeah, yeah. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Just... Uh, 
I mean, he was right out the front, right from the gun, wasn't he? Yep. I mean, yep. I think there were a couple of people close to him for a little bit, but he just... He came know. through the 24-mile aid station at Outward Bound, uh, right with uh, Eric LaPuma. Right. And um, then took off on his own and was uh, solo the rest of the day. And yep. we saw him, I saw him as I was descending Hope Pass at about 46 miles or so. So he was yeah. at about probably 54 or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Do you uh, think you could maybe take him still? or? Yeah, no, I was waiting. I was just waiting for him to blow yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll see you again. <laughs> he looked so relaxed. Yeah, everything just I saw of him on the course. I mean, just his stride looked so comfortable, so long. So uh, smooth. Yeah, it looked uh, amazing. The, the thing, I mean, you know, I, I'm working during a race like this on just efficiency and keeping yeah. a nice even stride and, and and you really do kind of get into that shuffle which is you know just an efficient way to cover ground over a long period of time yep when you see videos of of him or, or you see him run or or jim or, or some of these guys mm. they don't shuffle no, they it run. is they, they are long stride beautiful long smooth strides yeah. and i'm talking 60 70 80 miles in yeah it is like nothing i've ever seen they, yeah. they are they're they are loping yeah, I've noticed that as well. It's definitely something to think about and, and possibly work on. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm just a shuffler. I mean, I don't know. I, it's a different world. It really is. But uh, yeah, Rob, Rob was, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, injured and, and um, you know, nobody really knew what was going to happen a year ago with Rob's career. I yep. mean, he had had such a such a uh, an incredible run of results at states and at leadville over the previous two to three years and really vanished last year as the um i believe the 2014 and 2015 ultra under the year really didn't race in 2016 at all due to injury and you know had come through a couple of early season 50ks this year against you know some decent but not overwhelming competition and nobody really knew kind of what was in store for him yeah. and, and he is back in a big way did put a, a scare into matt carpenter's course record right. 15 minutes off it or something nine nine minutes oh, nine off minutes. Yep. wow only the second person ever under 16 hours he now has the second and third fastest times ever at leadville wow and you know when you look at it carpenter's at 1542 and and he's now Rob is uh, 1551 and 1607 i believe yeah so he's getting faster he's getting <laughs> right. older right so, uh, so they're the only two under uh, 16. Anton uh, has the fourth fastest time at around 16.15, which was his second win. There, there are only five other guys, I think, that have been under right. 17 hours. Wow. Uh, Sharman's done it four times. Yep. Carrar's done it twice. And uh, there, there are only a few other guys. I mean, also, he did, he did the mountain bike race. He came 14th. I mean, that's right. a pretty good effort right there. I mean, yeah. and then to run 100 miles a, a week, week after later. a 100-mile mountain bike race, I mean, I'd still be walking like John Wayne. I mean, you know, that's got to take something out of you. I mean, that's, that's a hard race. Really, really amazing. Yeah, um, incredible performance. You know, Ryan Kaiser, a very good race in 1737 for second, Seth Kelly in third, 1815. But, you know, that's way, way behind. And, and just just really, Rob was certainly the story of the weekend. Yeah. The... Sorry, I was eating a little Totino's pizza roll there. The, uh, I mean, the we second... should have really done salami tonight. It's a you know, in, in Euro thing, but I like, the, I like the little pizza bites. They're, they're, they're good. We'll keep it on the USA. Right. 
Number two story from from Leadville was uh, the battle between Katie Arnold and Addie Bracey for the female win. Yeah. Both very accomplished shorter distance runners, both making their 100-mile debut. And I don't know if you saw the video. They left the aid station at uh, Twin Lakes inbound at 60 miles together. They were were together for a while, from from what I saw when I was following the race. And uh, Katie really put the hammer down over those last yeah. uh, 35 miles or so. 1953 in the end, I think. Yeah, good really, time. really good time. Yeah. Uh, again, not a ton of women who have been under 20 hours. And uh, so that was that was really... And, yeah. and again, having been together with, with less than 40 miles to go, she still had a, a, a victory margin of over 90 minutes. So... Wow. Um, or just about 90 minutes. Stayed very strong towards, towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, just really crushed the end. Yeah. Uh, Gina Slaby, the... Um, U.S. 24-hour team member uh, finished third, uh, again, another two hours behind. So yep. uh, the two of them had really yep. kind of just put the hammer down. And, and another big story from Leadville, right? Dave Mackey. Dave Mackey. I mean, so impressive. Welcome back, so Dave. So impressive. It's so cool. It's great to see. Dave Mackey becoming the, the first adaptive athlete to ever finish the Leadman, yeah. which is a series Amazing. of, um, I think, five different events over yeah. the course of about six weeks, yep. uh, including both hundreds. Yep. The mountain bike and the, 5K, and the run, 10K, the 10K and marathon. marathon, and a 50-miler. So yep. congratulations to Dave, uh, really redefining what's possible. Great, yeah. great to see. And um, he's quick. I mean, he got the oh, yeah. big buckle, right? I mean, Yeah, big buckle. You know, 24, he was just under 25 hours, 24.54, I think it was. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's impressive as well. I mean, not oh, only yeah, doing he's, the whole of the lead man. No, he's not He's not chasing the cutoffs or anything. He's right, yeah. he's right in the thick no, of it. I, I'd, I'd be very happy with twenty four fifty four. Really great, really great. Uh, shout out to Jason Coop, uh, friend of the pod, eighth place in his return yeah. to Leadville after ten years away. Uh, really great stuff. I saw him a couple times out on the course, and he he did well. E- everyone who saw him commented how smooth and relaxed he looked. Yeah. And he had a really nice write up on the uh, Carmichael blog. Yep. Afterwards. Yeah, I read some of that stuff. Some some good articles on there actually. Some good good information. Yeah, I, I, I generally stuff. like his stuff a lot, and yeah. he, he just had a really nice post on kind of you know, uh, mitigating the effects of aging and, and you know, the, the was, inevitable I mean, slowdown. Me, that was a great article to <laughs> right. read. I like the way that he's like, some of it's just down to old man strength. I'm like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and that was part of it. And, and his point was, yeah, that that uh, what we, you know, inevitably are going to lose in speed and, and maybe fitness, uh, maybe we can pick up in strength and, and just experience and, and yep. knowledge and yeah, fueling was a, was and a really all kinds of stuff. Really, really nice. We'll link to that on the, uh, on the uh, episode notes. One other thing I wanted to point out, just real quick from Leadville, 15 of the top uh, 32 men, 40 to 49 years old at Leadville. That's half. Wow. For those of you who are old man bad, at math, bad at math. Yeah, that's old man strength, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? I mean... There's hope for us. There were, I want to say, 15 or 16 40-plus-year-olds uh, before the, the third 20 to 29-year-old, which yeah, I found... I mean, it, it's kind of an old man sport. Yeah. Get old and angry. Got nothing left. Take up ultra running. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Leadville, again, great week, great experience. And uh, hats off to Rob and Katie and everybody else there on some really impressive performances. Colorado was the place to be last week, not just yeah. Leadville. Pikes Peak, both the yeah. Ascent and the Marathon. The Ascent has traditionally been the marquee race of Pikes Peak weekend, this year switched around because of the new what is it called the the Golden Trail series, which yeah, I yeah. I've n- I had never even really been aware of it, but apparently it's coming with some prize money and bringing in uh, some real people who are chasing some cash. So 
the marathon this year was part of the golden, I'm sorry, I keep wanting to say golden ticket. It's golden trail series. And, uh, so, so that was really where the, uh, the real top line talent was and some really, really amazing performances there. Totally. Yeah. Megan Kimmel, I mean, breaking the course record. Impressive. Yeah. That's a course record that stood since I think 1981. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really long time. I saw that. That's... And uh, she took that down. Dakota Jones winning on the men's side, yeah. and in in very impressive fashion. Fastest time he ran. Megan ran four fifteen. Uh, yep. Again, uh, new course record. Dakota's three thirty two. Uh, the fastest time at that race since nineteen ninety three. Believe wow. it or not, and a and new that was the course record in ninety three, right? No, it wasn't ninety two course record. Um, uh, you might be right. It might have been. Um, no, that's not when that's not when the course that's not when Carpenter ran the course oh, record. Oh right, okay. Uh, it might have been the course record at the time when it was in '93, but um, a new record for the fastest descent, breaking Carpenter's 115, Dakota ran 113. Yeah. yeah, and he had a fairly long warm up for the race. I hear he rode his <laughs> bike that. from Durango, right? I don't know over how long. It was about a 250 yeah. mile ride, but 250 yes, 250 miles, and he rode it home. And did you yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> so that's really impressive. I mean, really, really good. Um, Carpenter's record, the the overall course record. So as as we said, uh, Dakota breaking the the downhill portion of the race, the record by two minutes, still uh, seventeen minutes shy of the course record. Um, Who can beat that? I, I, mean, I mean, Carpenter's ascent was two oh one in wow. in the year he ran three sixteen to set the course record. That is. Uh, just yeah, unheard of. I mean, some some of those Carpenter records yeah. are just unassailable. Yep. And I, I might have thought Leadville was was one of them, but uh, I think Rob showed us that 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 one might be going down sometime soon. Yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, with some of the talent out there, you never know. Um, some really great uh, other performances there. Uh, everyone in second through fifth was less than a minute apart. Yeah, really, really tight, tight finish. I mean, that must have involved some serious downhill hammering. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see what their splits were all at the top. I don't yeah, know how many it. of those places changed around on the way down, but uh, really tight. Sage Kennedy, again, good to see in sixth place, yep. 346, looking pretty solid, although a little bit of a gap back to him. Um, and then it, it did kind of fall off a cliff uh, because some of those gaps really opened up. Uh, Max King was in 15th, uh, but... 437 over an hour behind Dakota. So yeah. it, it really, um, big... it, it, after the, after those first five to 10, it, the, the gaps really started to, yeah. to, uh, open up quite a bit there. And, uh, you know, as we said, Megan was in there in 415, uh, running a really, really awesome race. The ascent shortened up, uh, for the first time in history due to weather at the summit. So they didn't even make it all the way up. It was wound up being uh, about a seven and a half minute ra- uh, seven and a half mile race. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Kim Dobson defending her title there. Topped out like ten thousand feet, I think. Yeah, it was it was uh, a little the, shorter. At bar camp, at bar camp, exactly. Um, Galen Burrell, Andy Wacker, some uh, uh, good performances in the top five from some some accomplished uh, ultra trail guys. And a quick shout out to Adrian Stansu. I don't know if you saw uh, Adrian's double. Um, Adrian's a, a, a very accomplished trail ultra guy from uh, Colorado who was on the U.S. twenty four hour. Uh, team at the world championships last year adrian became the third person ever to do the leadville pikes peak double oh wow um so he ran uh i'm gonna say somewhere right around 2020 or Mm -hmm. so for leadville which means he finished shortly after midnight um pikes peak started at 7 a.m 
and it's about a three to four hour drive. So I don't know how he did that, um, but uh, became the third person after Marshall Ulrich and uh, Mike Wardian, of course. <laughs> yeah, Mike Wardian. <laughs> That'd be the thing no that Mike would do. His name's there. Uh, so congratulations to Adrian on that. I know he was going for Wardian's combo record. Uh, did not quite get there. Uh, wow. Had, had uh, some trouble keeping up with Wardian's marathon pace, but uh, very, very cool to see. Yeah. Uh, that yes, as you were indicating, I am, my mouth is getting very dry. Crack us open something. What are we drinking tonight? We are drinking a other half Imperial IPA, Nelson and Mosaic. So, other half from, from the, uh, Brooklyn. From Brooklyn, yeah. Picked up from the brewery yesterday. Fresh. Oh yeah, doesn't get really fresh in this. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we make our own sound effects here in the cave. As you pour. All right. Um, the other race in Colorado last week, Trans Rockies. Yeah. Uh, that, which is, that looks really cool, that race. That's the, I was about to say, that's, a, bu- that's a bucket that. lister for me. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'm chewing oh, into the microphone. Congrats again. Thank you very much. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mosaic mm. hops, you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely tell. That's so nice. That's delicious. Wow. All right. Love it. Yeah, Trans Rockies. So Trans Rockies started out as just a team event uh, um, where you have to do it in pairs. And that, that remains kind of the marquee event there. But there's now yeah. uh, two solo divisions, a yep. three-day solo division and a, a six-day six so, yeah. solo. Uh, and, and the teams complete the six-day as well. I, I would love to do that race. It, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's kind of a fun atmosphere there, like a little bit of a party atmosphere there. Some beautiful racing. I mean, I saw pictures. I didn't see any pictures. I saw sort of a few pictures this year, mm-hmm. but last year I saw quite a few galleries, of, like of, of lots of photos of it, and it, they all looked really, really good. They start. I think the is the. I think it's the third day that they start in Leadville. Actually, on on day oh, wow. two. Okay. On day two, they go over Hope Pass, which is the yep. big climb in in Leadville, obviously, and then day three, I think, starts in Leadville. Um, so it was great. It was just like a little bit of an added festival atmosphere uh, to the week already, and, and this was great. as kind of everyone was descending for the run. So it was a, it was yeah, a, cool. a cool little thing to add um, into the mix there. Oh, that's good. In the uh, team event, like I said, the marquee event, the women's side, Hillary Allen and Lucy Bartholomew. I would never have bet against that team in a million years, but they actually got beat by a, a pair of twins from Sweden. Yeah. Um, who I wasn't familiar with, the Elcots. But uh, sound like they're really, really uh, accomplished, at least at some shorter trail stuff. I don't know that they've done the real long stuff yet, but again, this being a stage race seemed to suit them pretty well. Yeah. But both of those teams were uh, faster than any of the combined uh, men's teams. Yeah. By by quite a bit, I think, a couple of hours at least. So really, really impressive. I think... I think that the uh, the Swedish uh, girls did like 17 hours, I think, combined. And I think the men's win was like 19. It was 19. So and uh, Lucy, Lucy and Hillary in, uh, were about 18, 20, I think. Right, okay. Yeah, and so then Amanda Basham won the solo. The solo three-day, yeah. yep. And Owen Bradley on the men's side from Alabama, coming from uh, low, low elevation yeah. from Birmingham. Uh, I talked to him in Leadville for quite a while. That was good to see. Cody Reed, uh, one of the Coconino yeah, Cowboys, winning the six-day solo. Yeah. And we'll get into that in a little bit, I'm sure, because he is on the start list for, is it UTMB or CCC? Um, CCC, I think. I think you're right. We'll get there when I get to my, uh, when I get to my list here. But right. it'll be interesting if he 
can uh, can turn around and, and recover quickly enough for that. But we'll yeah. get into some of these people who are going to have some quick turnarounds too, uh, to Chamonix. A couple other things to touch on before we get into the previews. Squamish 50-miler. Courtney just out there doing what she does best, winning races. Just, uh, you know, th- this is... <laughs> This will be one of the easier uh, ultra runner of the year ballots, oh, at least at the yeah. top for for the the women's side. At least I, I don't see her being anything short of a, a, a unanimous winner absolutely, for this. Yeah. Uh, Western uh, States, UTMF, Black Canyon, Sean O'Brien. I mean, what a year! I mean, and some of these winning outright. I mean, <laughs> course record at at uh, at Squamish. Came back the following weekend and won the Continental Divide 50K. I almost missed that, but I, wow. she, I don't know what she's gearing up for now. I know she's the defending champ at Moab. I don't know if she's planning on going back and doing that again. Nothing like a, a 240-mile race to, to finish the year Finish off. off the season, exactly. Um, yeah, not a lot of other big stories coming out of Squamish, although that's that's also another course that probably doesn't suit me, but I'd love to go up and do it. It sounds, from all accounts, that Gary puts on a fantastic race up there. Yeah, and, and I, You were just I mean, in that area. I was in Squamish, and it is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's stunning. Just driving there from Vancouver is amazing along by the by the sea. Um, just the mountains there, town's cool. It was it was good, yeah. I mean, it's definitely one to think about. Did I'm... I'm I don't want to say I'm surprised, but they I, I didn't seem that they were affected like you guys were at Fat Dog from the, the wildfires. No, I mean, the fires looked like they were all, all kind of further south or further inland. So, you know, basically where they were on the coast, there weren't any fires in that area. So oh, okay. I mean, when we were there, it was, you know, it was, there were no fires at all. There was no smoke. It was, it was perfectly clear. That's amazing because, and I'm surprised it just didn't even get from the wind because I, I didn't notice when we were out in Leadville, but people who were native to Colorado were saying they could Smell tell the, the smoke from, yeah, from California. Right. So, wow. I mean, from the, yeah. the big wildfires that were raging up there. Yeah. So uh, it's amazing that Squamish went off without a hitch. Um, before we get over to Europe, a couple things in the States. Uh, quick shout out to uh, local lad Jim Sweeney, second yeah. uh, consecutive win at Twisted, Twisted Branch. Branch. Yep. Course record there. I think breaking his own course record, a great season for him. He's really been yeah, really good. On the East Coast, really tearing it up. And he hinted to me that he's got a couple other things coming still. His season's right. not over. I wonder if yeah. he's taking a shot at a 24-hour later in the year, yeah. so we'll see. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, some big European races, some big skyrunning news leading up to the uh, the big party this weekend. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sierra Zinal, Kima, uh, Tromso Sky Race, some big race up there. Yeah. Um, those all look very, very good. Sierra Zanal got, I mean, the, the field there was just unreal. It was, it was like a mini UTMB with the, the people that were on the start list there. And, of course, Killian just doing what Killian does. Yeah, I mean, absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, the guy had a broken leg, basically, for the, you know, part of the winter, got back into his training. And he's, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's really missed anything. Got the Bob Graham round. I mean, he's, he's been putting in very, very impressive performances for a guy that had, you know, some downtime with a, a serious injury. Yeah, yeah. And then came back again and won the Kima Trophy race this past weekend. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Only goes off every other year. Yeah, that is. And it's kind of like a mixed kind of field, right? I mean, some of it's untechnical running, some of it's technical. Mm-hmm. And some of it's, like, uh, almost rock climbing. I mean, yeah. like uh, yeah, fixed sort of, ropes and... Yeah, chains and chains stuff like and that, yeah. looks wild. Yeah, it does look very good. Uh, so, yeah, he set a course record there. Uh, Hillary Girardi winning uh, at Kima, and I think Tromso as well. Yep, um, yeah, it was, yep. She liv- won both of those. Uh, American Living Abroad. She's second overall in the Skyrunning World Series, so really having a great summer, kind of unheralded. Great. Yeah, excellent. 
But, you know, these Americans who are living either part of the year or, or all of the year over in Europe are really putting up some crazy results. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of look at across a bunch of results now, and there's there's a lot of Americans doing really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, you look as a, a good, especially in the mountain races. Yep. You know, not just the sort of flatter, lower altitude yep. kind of hundreds and fifties, but you know, it's not too well in the sort of European kind of scene of the higher, yeah, these kind big of mountain races, yeah. these sky running races, and it's and it's a a, a mix of different people. Yep. Um, it's yeah. it's Hillary Gerardi and Hillary Allen and. Uh, Bethany P- Peterson was um, in the top three or four, I think, at at Kima, and I mean, it's it's just it's different names that are popping up yeah. in these really high profile, really technical, yeah, really, really high altitude races. And I feel races. like it was more this year than I, don't know, I agree. I, I feel I've noticed it more this year. Maybe it was happening last year as well, but I definitely feel like this year I'm seeing more American names. Uh, putting in great performances in these these European mountain races, and I wonder if the recent success of some of the Americans at the super high profile stuff at UTMB at CCC, if that is encouraging more people to go over and kind of try their hand at the, at some of this stuff and, and really showing some success. Yeah, um, there's certainly a, a bigger focus. Like people, I feel like right. want to do well at these races, and now. some people are building their their seasons around it. They're moving yeah. over there, and they're not even racing domestically. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and they're really, I mean, they're having some great results to show and, and yeah. uh, so that's really exciting. And, uh, yeah, so that'll kind of get us into, uh, 30 minutes in the meat of our episode, um, talking about what's going to happen, what's been happening over in Chamonix and what's going to happen. Although before we wanted to do that quick, uh, mention of the new FKT on the Appalachian trail, which went down for the, what is this? The fourth year in a row now that somebody's broken that record. Yeah, I think right? so. Right, it, it was Scott, um, and then it was um, Carl, and then yep. uh, String Bean last year. Yep. And now uh, a Euro comes over and takes uh, this record on American soil. Yeah, um, and I think forty-one days, nine hours, right? Yeah. What well, um, from? Is he is he Belgian? I think so. Carol Sable. Carol Sable is his name. Forty-one Sable? days, Sable. nine hours. 40, yeah, and so for a record that's been going down by. A couple of hours at a time. I mean, the, yeah. the three guys that we just mentioned had taken it down by less than a day over uh, Jen Far Davis's record. Yeah, and he took like three and a half days out of it. I mean, I mean that was it was absolutely amazing, absolutely insane. Um, yeah, I mean, I was following some of it, and uh, yeah, I mean, the guy was. I think he felt so good in the last couple of days. He almost got no sleep. You know, just he was just running like, on adrenaline. Like, basically, you know, I'm. I'm really crushing here. I'm feeling good. I'm just going to keep going. That's you know, he awesome. just didn't bother with any sleep. And he was already well within sight. You know, he's going to break the record. But he was just like, I just don't need any rest. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. So, I mean, is this going to continue to drop like this? Or is are we Maybe. seeing that the, I mean, there's got to be, you know, some limit at, as to how fast this 2,200-mile trail can be traversed. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it, like I said, it's the fourth year in a row. This could be a, a yearly kind of thing, at least for the near future. Who knows? I mean, you know, maybe a, a lot of people have been doing this. They're, maybe they're 100-mile races. Maybe we get this new breed of person that's like 41-day races. You know, it's just like this this new, like, It is a different discipline. Yeah, it's a for different sure. discipline. It's a different... I mean, what is it? It's 50 miles a day, something. 45 right. miles a day? I don't know. Something like that. Right. Um, but but know, it's definitely... It, it's a different... It, it's not. A, I don't want to say it's a different sport, but it's definitely. It's got its own challenges and its yeah. own. I mean, the logistical challenges and and everything else. It's it's an it's a new thing. So, yeah, we may you know we may have some new specialists. It'd be interesting yeah. to see. 
some of the multi-day racers from up north come up and try it. Like some of the guys who do the, like some of those really long, like 400 mile races across um, in Minnesota or Alaska. Yeah. There's the one that, uh, there's like the ice box. And then there's, um, there's one that, uh, what's the dog race that I can't think of? The Iditarod. There's, yeah. there's yeah. Uh, like a six day version of that. I'm, it'd be interesting to see some of these guys, you know, real tough guys from the north yeah. come down and try that out. Cause I think so some of them can have some race real. race a dog sled over the course. Yeah. Yours. Oh yeah, no. That's that's the next. Uh, that's <laughs> next the next inefficiency. That's the, <laughs> that's the, we're gonna moneyball the hell out of this thing. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of like poop bags that you're gonna have to take with you. Got to keep these trails clean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go to Chamonix. Let's put on our. Uh, let's let's. Uh, Why not? Let's eat some sausage. Let's let's yeah. eat some really stinky cheese. cheese. Let's talk some with French sparkling accents. Sparkling mineral water at the aid station. Let's. Um, we're we're gonna spend euros. We're gonna. We're going to do it all. We meant to record two days ago and preview TDS, um, but TDS yeah. just happened. Let's let's talk real quick about what happened at TDS. TDS, the, I'm going to say traditionally, probably the third most important of the yeah. uh, big races, the, the ultras uh, at UTMB week. This year, really, I think, as far as I, and I'm going to preface our entire UTMB preview coverage, whatever, by saying that I certainly, I, I don't want to speak for both of us, but I think I can speak for myself certainly that I am not nearly as versed in the Europeans, both uh, the athletes and the um, style of racing and everything else as I am on the domestic side. So, you know, you have to take everything that I'm going to say or we're going to say with, with a grain of salt, yeah, certainly. Mean, they have very complicated names to start with, quite hard <laughs> to say. But um, at least to our let's say amateurish eyes the uh, TDS has been kind of a third the, the third most important of these three races behind um uh UTMB obviously and uh CCC the 100k yeah. but TDS 125k about 75 miles I'm uh, sorry 121k 24,000 feet of climbing yeah uh and apparently is on some of the more um burly and technical stuff that oh, right. CCC okay. and UTMB does not necessarily cover. Uh, this year, with the, the starting fields there really rivaling uh, CCC, at least, in terms of star power and experience and everything else, it, it really showed itself to be a, a real top flight event this year uh, on par with the others. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I think that uh, Hayden Hawks and Debo, two very highly regarded, you know, American Mm -hmm. trail runners being there certainly uh flying the flag right talking to debo he was um fairly adamant that hayden should should have been considered the favorite and um looking at uh the starting uh lists going in i kind of felt the same way i, I thought that hayden was so, probably yeah. the, the as the um the defending ccc champ the returning ccc champ and uh coming off of a, a really impressive win at lavaredo in in june uh, i thought he was going to be the man to beat uh but uh, i guess didn't have a great day where you know we are still deep in the midst of uh tds right now i'm refreshing the results page as we're as we're doing this to keep up on the women's results uh hayden dnf'd uh, about a third of the way in so we're not exactly yeah. sure what happened there but debo i mean he he was downplaying his chances a little bit i think kind of slow slow playing himself a little bit but Judging from the t type of training he was doing in Colorado in the month and a half leading up to 
going over there looked to be in just fantastic shape and absolutely i mean look put in place, an still a great result i mean you know there's no that's that's you know a serious result there so i had on my uh, tds preview here um noted that the the top three from last year's ccc uh were all in this race uh that being hayden uh, uh, Marcin Swerik of Poland and uh, Ludovic Pomeroy of France. And right. uh, Hayden, as we said, DNF. Marcin wound up winning TDS yep. in an, a very, very tight finish, it, it, a real dogfight at the tight. end. A minute ahead of Debo, right? A minute ahead of Debo, and Debo only less than a minute ahead of the third place finisher from Russia. Yeah. Uh, three guys within a minute and 50 seconds of each other. So just a really, really barn burner of a finish. Yeah. Um, and it was tight. I mean, all the way through the race, it sounded basically. like it. I mean, they were all swapping, I mean, positions. Yes. And pretty much. I doubt there was ever any point where they were five minutes apart. So um, I did a, I uh, spoke briefly with Debo uh, before we came on. And, and I wasn't, you know, we were out doing uh, stuff with the kids. So I wasn't, um, you know, following exactly closely along all day. But uh, he was actually, he said leading, at, he had a two minute lead at 57 miles. And the lead bike took him off course. No way. Yep. Really? Yes. Wow. He said he lost about five minutes. Yeah. And um, he said he had about a two-minute lead at that point, but the, the guy that he was leading wound up dropping out. Right. Uh, so basically, <laughs> he, you know, shy of that, and, and who knows how it would play out. You know who was out, riding but... that lead bike? was uh, Xavier's cousin. <laughs> it's a little revenge attack. <laughs> <laughs> A oh little sweet revenge attack there. There we go. See, now you're making fro- making trouble. Now we're it's going to be on I Run Far. That uh, the Xavier's Euro- cousin yeah, riding the Euro- that bike. Uh, the Europeans will do anything. The Euros will strike back. They'll do anything not to have an American win their, their race. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like we did to them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Turnabout is fair play. Uh, really, congrats, congrats to Debo. Uh, everybody in that race, uh, great stuff. But uh, Debo, really, really fantastic. And and uh, I mean, we'll see what happens this weekend. But he he's tough to argue against for Ultra Runner of the Year right now. I mean, I know it's only late August, but yeah. uh, wins at at uh, Tarawera and UTMF, and now this uh, the second place here, and in, in just a, an outstanding performance. Congratulations! A great season and a great performance there. Yeah, amazing. Um, very, very well done. I had uh, I was looking at Megan Kimmel to dominate the women's race. Yeah. Um, and she, it looks like she's running pretty well. Uh, as I said, I'm refreshing. She is. It looks like through the final checkpoint in uh, hanging on to the top ten, but um, okay. is is going to finish in the back half of the top ten. Uh, Rory Bozio, uh, two time UTMB champ, yeah. uh, who's been very UTMB quiet. UTMB record holder as well. Yep. I think been very quiet in recent years. Coming back second place, very good finish. Yep. Uh, about 14 minutes behind Audrey Tangay from France. Um, and uh, another American, uh, Corinne Malcolm in fourth. Very, very strong finish there. Yeah. Great stuff uh, on the women's side. And uh, Megan looking to make it three Americans in the top ten. Alyssa St. Laurent, uh, who was sixth at UTMB last year, uh, comes back and finishes fifth here from Canada. Uh, so the North Americans going over and, and putting in some great performances yeah, already. That's great. Okay, so and that's TDS. Next up is going to be OCC and CCC before we get to the big show. Yeah, starting tomorrow, are they? They are. OCC, the, the little brother, 55 uh, kilometers, 11,000 feet of climbing. Um, and I don't know if, if we want to spend too much time on this, but to me, Tim Frerichs is the overwhelming favorite. favorite there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think we kind of forgot a little bit about him after 
Western States. He had an yep. okay day, but not a great day, especially yeah. in all the buildup and, and, you know, was out early with the leaders. Yeah. But if we look back starting from really the middle of last year, but even uh, starting from that, the great race he had at North Face in December or late November, taking out Zach there, yep. and then was He's so, the so dominant in the early part of the season. Uh, yeah. I, I think I didn't see anyone on the list who I thought was going to be challenging him if he's on his game uh, yeah. at OCC. Yeah, he has to be the favorite. Uh, Lucy Bartholomew, as we said, yeah, she's going to be there. Uh, Ruth Croft, another favorite from New Zealand, yep. who uh, I think Iron Far had installed as the prohibitive favorite. But having seen Lucy at Western States, if she's recovered from yeah. her effort at uh, Trans Rockies, she'll yep. she'll be up there. And Kelly Wolf, the Tarawera champion. Yeah, uh, three be interesting there. names right there. I mean, that, that should be uh, a very good race. Yeah, that could be great. And we didn't even mention Ellie Gordon uh, from Spain, who is the defending champ. So that, that could be interesting as well. Um, although Ruth is very strong and, and she could be tough to beat. Um, okay, CCC, the second big one, which has become... I don't know. Could this be the most prestigious 100K in the world at this point after Tarawera, including Tarawera? Probably. World 100K so. champs, maybe. I yeah. mean, as trail races go, this is probably the biggest 100K in the world. Yep. I don't know about by size, but um, certainly in prestige. Uh, up there with Tarawera, certainly. 100K, 20,000 feet of climbing. The climbing at, at some of these things is just it's unbelievable. All altitude as well. I yes. Mean, not of just... course. <laughs> of course. Um, and again, we'll we'll make the disclaimer that we're going to leave off a bunch of the Europeans who we just aren't that familiar with, and yeah. we'll look like idiots. But you know, by our nature, we're we're American or transplanted American, and we're going to focus on on what we know. On the women's side, uh, for me, uh, Ida Nilsson's got to be the favorite. Oh, totally. I mean, she's had a great season as well. I mean, yeah, proven mountain runner. Yeah, she's, she's going to be. She's I mean, the last right few years, she's been almost unbeatable. Uh, yeah you know, against a lot of the top competition. She's a two-time North Face champ. Um, yeah. And this year already uh, first at Transvolcania and, and recently second at Ultravassen in Sweden, um, showing that she's definitely in form. I, I don't see anyone yeah. beating her there. The men's side will be very, very interesting. Um, you, I, I, the person I have down is my favorite, Pau Capel uh, from Spain, yeah. who has been racing a ton. I, I feel like every yeah. three weeks he's got a, a big these, result like, up there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Agreed. But uh, has been has been just all over the top of the leaderboard at pretty much everywhere he rent, uh, runs. Uh, one trans Grand, trans Grand Canaria this year, second to Debo at Mount Fuji, second to Hayden at Lavaredo. Yeah, uh, he he's if he's on, he's going to be very very tough to beat. Yeah, uh, Cody Reed. We mentioned. Yeah, exciting to have him racing there. That's that's going to be real. Cowboys are out there in Chamonix, and this. Distance-wise, should set up perfectly yeah. well for him. Uh, second at Bandera this year, definitely knows the 100K distance. Yep. Um, obviously, having just won Trans Rockies, he's going to be adapted to the altitude, and, and yep. that, that and yeah. the climbing shouldn't bother him too much. No, it's going to be we forget good, in, good racing. In everything that went on at States with the, the Cowboys, he was in the top 10. He yes. eighth, eighth place at States in, uh, in his 100-mile debut. He, he could make some noise. He, yeah. He's going to be up there yeah. uh, if he's recovered from Trans Rockies. I just, I, I don't really know. I mean, there, it's only yeah. 20 miles a day. Yeah. I, I don't I know think, what that takes out of you. I think he'll be okay. I think, I think that actually would have been a good, a good kind of help with the build-up would be my, my feeling. Two dark horses I have for you uh, in CCC. 
Uh, one name that I, I liked if I was going to bet and, and if we were going to go to Ladbrokes and, you know, throw down a few pounds on uh, somebody. Right. I don't know what kind of odds we'd get on Thomas Evans from the UK, but third at the World Trail Championships this yeah, year. Yeah, he's had a good year. Yeah. And I think that's a good dark horse. Yeah, I, I'd love to. If you I know could get him at, kind of tough, you know? if I could get him at like 20 to 1, I would throw down a few pounds on him. Right. And uh, Jorge Maravilla. Um, yeah, could, and I don't want to just be the American who, um, you know, just picks out the American names and says everything else. But I did my homework on this. I talked to my friend Joe, who is Jorge's coach. Right. So Jorge was um, 10th at CCC last year and uh, has been in, in uh, you know, I, I'm going to say below the radar a little bit, focusing on yeah. uh, road racing and marathons and that sort of thing. He had... We had mentioned several months ago a, a yeah, very won, good in, uh, a marathon. He won in, San Francisco uh, Marathon, yep. and he had a very good performance at uh, the Boston Big Sur Double. He had right. a, a good performance at the uh, in a tough day at Boston. So I talked to Joe. I said, uh, "What kind of shape is Jorge in?" And you know, compared to last year, he said it is night and day. Wow. Um, he was tenth last experience year. Helps. You know, you've been yes. there before. That that definitely helps. You know, you know what you're getting into. Um, so yeah, hopefully this is this is his year. Joe said, and I don't want to put any undue pressure on Jorge, but who am I kidding? He's not going to listen. Joe said, an average day, top five. Cool. Based wow. on how that's, he felt last great. year. He's been doing, yeah. he said, uh, his tempo runs at 510 pace. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> and yeah, still, still trying to get the Olympic A standard of 219 to get into uh, the national team there. Right. So it sounds like he is ready to go. So that'll be really exciting. I think for somebody who, like I said, has been a little bit under the radar recently, uh, he could really make some noise. That'll be exciting. So CCC is going to play out really nice. Yeah. That'll, that'll be fun. So that's tomorrow. All right. The big nice show. Few days. And, and tomorrow for us, uh, for you guys listening, it'll probably be um, just started when I get this up online. So, and then the big show. Big show Friday night, right? Yeah. UTMB, 165 kilometers, 170 kilometers, 105 miles, basically. Yep. Uh, 33,000 feet of climbing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's only been around 10 or 15 years, but really is, I mean, with the possible exception of Western states, the most important 100-mile race uh, in the world, Uh, probably the most important trail ultra in the world, and... How many starters do they have? Uh, oh, 6,000 or so? Is it 6,000? I have no idea. I think it was like 2,000. Maybe. I'm, yeah. I might be. It, it might be six, I mean, it's big. It might be 6,000 for the whole week. Yeah. But um, I think last year was widely regarded as the greatest 100-mile field ever assembled, and right. this year might be the same. I would say it's the same. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking at it, it is absolutely stacked. All right. Sorry. Let's start with the women. Because that's what we like to do. Give me a couple favorites. Who are you looking at as favorites? Uh, we'll mention that for both the men and the women, the uh, defending champs are out. Uh, Nuria Pigas for the the uh, women and Francois for the men. Neither neither supposed to be racing this weekend. Yeah. So I that does open things up a little bit. Yeah. The women's fields had a few drops. I mean, looking at the mm-hmm. list, uh, a few injuries, a few drops for other reasons. But there's definitely a few people kind of uh kind of you know have dropped from the field which is a bit of a shame uh some some definitely some good names more on the women's side than on the men's side more drops yeah yeah um all right give me a couple of favorites who do you like for the win let's talk about some of the u.s um hopes and we'll talk about some dark horses i mean i i, I think from the u.s side clay gallagher 
I mean, I have her you know, as my my favorite. I like her right. to win. Yeah, I I think it's uh, I think she has a very good chance. But you know, there are some people there with a l- little bit more experience than her. And you know, I think with these races, that experience counts for a lot. But I think, you know, she definitely has a chance, a good chance. So, the uh, defending—I don't want to say defending because she's not defending her title—but last year's CCC champ, um, and in fairly dominating fashion. I'm mean, she she won that race going away basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has some hundred mile experience uh, with the the win at Leadville in 2016 in what I think was the second fastest time right. on that course ever to and Trayson. So you know that's legit. Um, second at, at North Face and uh, eighth at, at uh, World Trail uh, Championships yeah. earlier this year. Yeah. I, I like her a lot in this race. Uh, and yeah. I don't know if I'd like her as much if she hadn't raced and dominated CCC last year. But, uh, you know, her yeah, her pedigree, her speed, her fitness, and yeah. and knowing that she knows this kind yeah. of atmosphere and these trails, yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah, definitely, definitely up there with a good chance. And uh, Caroline Chevreau. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she's had a few second places or sort of top top finishes there, so she has to be a contender. She's been uh, a little. I think she's been uh, early season ill. Like she's had some right. some problems, some health issues early on, and and her fitness has kind of fluctuated. So I'm not sure what kind of yep. shape she's going to be in. Interesting. Um, another a couple other people that you know could theoretically be up there at the front, uh, but. I really have not heard much from and don't really know Kat Bradley, who had to yeah. uh, drop out of or uh, DNS at Western States as yep. the defending champ. She's going to be yeah, there. She should be one to watch. It should be interesting. If she's fit, we really don't know. Amy yep. Sproston, another one who's been up yep. there several times and has a very long ultra resume. Yep. No idea what kind of fitness she's in, but could be really good. Um, Mimi Kotka from Sweden. She's got to be up there as well as a favorite. I, I think. mean, she's if if it's not Claire, yeah. I think it's got to be her, yep. right? Yep. I mean, who knows, obviously, but uh, 2016 CCC champ, 2017 TDS champ. Yeah, she's and, got to be um, up there. Yeah. She I, knows what to do in the mountains. I mean, you know, she has that experience of those, those altitude races. Um, she's definitely going to be a contender, I think. Reportedly her 100-mile debut, though. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I don't know. And I never... Nothing like going all in, then. Right, exactly. And I never like... Uh, we talked about this before our Western States preview. I never like picking... Uh, 100-mile debutantes yeah. at States. I don't yeah. know if I like it anymore at UTMB. I really right. have no we idea. Like even less at UTMB, Probably, right? exactly. But hard to deny the talent and yeah. certainly, again, experience on the course, experience yeah. with the atmosphere. Some of the U.S. hopes. We Obviously, we talked about Claire, but uh, yeah. a bunch of big names uh, coming back from last year. Um, Casey, Magda, uh, Stephanie. Yep. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how they do. Um you know, I think it's definitely some sort of five to ten kind of placings for for them. Maybe maybe some sneak into the top five. I don't see any of them winning it. I think Magda could. You think so? Yep. I just don't think she spends enough time at altitude. Uh, I mean, she's got a she's got a, a room at Goo. Oh really? Okay. Oh yeah. Then I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, Our boy Brian set yeah, that maybe. up. Oh right. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but. Uh, you can't argue with the talent. You can't oh, argue with the pedigree. Yeah. And I mean, she, you know, she won um, Marathon de Saab earlier this year. Yeah. Otherwise, it's been pretty quiet, yeah. uh, which I kind of like, actually, mm-hmm. for her. Going I mean, for rested. Yeah, yeah. For somebody else who, with, without her kind of experience, I might, that might give me pause. But for somebody like Magda, who's been around the sport for so long and, and knows how to yeah. get herself ready, I like the fact that she's been kind of quiet. I, I, yeah. 
I, I got a feeling she could be there. She could be up there. Interesting. Um, K- Casey, I just don't know. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, she had a good race at States. She didn't have a great race, but she had a good race. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of her comeback. And, um, but, but I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not sure. I think, you know, for, for maybe for someone like her, you know, the, the weather's going to be a little bit of a factor. It gets rainy and cold. And, you know, I think last year she kind of suffered a bit in the, in the, the conditions. That's think, interesting because she's so thin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and she, she that, I never really thought about that, but she could have problems kind of thermoregulating if it gets really cold and wet. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really Boston, interesting, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stephanie was sixth at Western States, and I think we kind of forget yeah. about her sometimes. She could, yeah. who knows? She could have a, a good day. I mean, the thing is, I, I don't know about her in big, big mountains like this. So hard to say, yeah. I mean, just not that many races in those kind of environments. Right. But yeah, I mean, she could have a great day. Uh, it'd be great to see that. Uh, one other dark horse I had down, pulled the name off the list, Kaori Niwa from Japan. Yeah, she was uh, UTMF. She was like fourth or something? Second. Uh, second, second at UTMF. Okay. Fourth at Hard Rock, which right. who really knows? I mean, yeah. that's hours behind um, yeah. behind the winner there. Uh, her fourth hundred of the year, I don't love that. But yeah. second UTMF, that's something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, saw we that. saw Debo just turn it around from UTMF to here, obviously, earlier today. So Yeah, I mean, someone I had was uh, Zue Frile. Mm-hmm. I think she has a good chance. I mean, she's had some good finishes at, you know, the UTMB group of races. Right. So right. I think the Ultra she, Trail Tour. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think she's someone, and you know, I'm not going to say dark horse because she's been up there. Right, it's hard uh, to say dark horses yeah. for any of these people. Yeah. I mean, they're all you know, obviously world class. <laughs> you know, yeah. at, the, at the absolute top of the sport. But um, you know, yeah, for maybe people who watch. don't get quite as much play. All right. Anyone else for the women? Uh, I think that's it. You want to do the men? Yeah. Um, right. As we said, Francois is out, defending champ. Second at UTM or second at Western States earlier this year, uh, is he out for uh, injury or is it? Do you know what's happened with him? I think he's just taken like a little bit of a break. I don't think he's injured. I mean, I think he's he's still running. Okay. Um, someone had said something like he doesn't like to do the same race two years in a row or something. I don't know that's true, but um, I, I don't. Not think a problem you have, obviously. No, absolutely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Phil's gonna refill our beers but let's talk a little bit about utmb um for the men uh, again last year probably generally considered the strongest 100 mile fields in history uh i don't know that this year is any different we have a lot of the same returnees uh obviously francois no and dylan no uh having just finished tds but Otherwise, pretty much, and uh, a couple of new names making their UTMB debuts as well that are going to make things very interesting. I don't know if it's a better field than last year, but it's certainly not inferior to last year. And uh, we start at the top with the man who it seems like we talk about every other day, certainly every episode of this show, but uh, Killing Journey, the three-time champ, the three-time Hard Rock champ, um has basically won everything there is to win and uh, coming back for a shot at his fourth title after a runner-up finish last year. And uh, he's not making it uh, easy to pick against him with uh, the results he's put up in in just a shortened kind of half a season this year so far. Yeah, I mean, 
even with the injury, the Bob Graham round, you know, the, the the mountain races that he's been winning in incredible times as well, you know, beating yep. his previous times at these races, other, you know, course records, left, right and center. He's going to be certainly, uh, you know, the guy to watch. Although I think Jim's going to have a good year. I think that I think Jim could win it personally. I really think he could. The the one thing that would give me pause a little bit about Killian, I guess, is that his uh, results have all been kind of in shorter races this year, as Phil is about to give us our second. Yeah. Is this another other half? This is another other half. This is a Space Diamonds double dry hopped Imperial IPA. Oh, Jesus. All right. I'm going to pass out. We, we got about 15 minutes before You're I pass out. you be fine. Um, oh, God. This is a long episode. All right. Cool. So, um, yeah, as I was saying, the, the one thing that, that might give me a little bit of pause is he's been running short mountain races. He has not run a ton of, he didn't do, for example, uh, you know, obviously Hard Rock or States or anything, but he didn't do um, Lavaredo or any of kind of the longer, I mean, yeah, he, he, I, it I seems like he's been topping out at about the 50K-ish distance. Agreed. That's my feeling as well, is that he has... Obviously, the the ability in the mountains to handle the altitude, to handle the technical running, but does he have that endurance for the distance for right. the time? That's that's the big question with him. And that, whereas, that's, that's the only if you're going to nitpick, that's I think the yeah. only thing you can nitpick on him. You certainly can't nitpick his fitness, um, or his experience, or his pedigree, or his uh, acclimatization, or or anything. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, just he, this year he hasn't had the extended right races everything's been a little bit short although bob graham round i mean i was yeah. gonna say you could argue the bob graham it's over 70 miles it's a yeah. good day but i mean he ran it so fast <laughs> that he yeah. wasn't out there that long he was it was yeah, he agreed. did it in under 13 hours yeah that's um that's barely half of what he's gonna have to do yeah. this weekend so yeah. if, if you're looking to poke a hole in the killian uh case I think that's the only totally real agree. argument you yeah, can make. Totally agree with you. And Jim has had an enormous training block. He's had no snafus during that, no little injuries or niggles or anything like that. Um, you know, I heard that he was running, he had a three-week block where he was running 140 miles a week with 50,000 feet of gain um, in each week. Holy and shit. he would do, he, he got faster as the weeks went on. So the first week took him X amount of time to do that 140 miles on that vert. And the next week he did it an hour quicker. And the week after that, he did an hour quicker than that. So Was this all in Flagstaff or was he up in um, um, the, the front range? Oh, he went to the San Juan. Yeah. Okay. So he's had the altitude. I, I think that if he sticks with Killian and it comes down to, you know, if he can hang with him, I think it will come down. He will have something more at the finish than Killian would be my feeling. It'll be, and we say this again, I feel like we're repeating ourselves, it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out between the two of them, how Jim specifically approaches this race. Yeah. Um, last year, and we forget, you know, he was fifth at UTMB last year. If that was anyone other than Jim, we would all be like, holy shit, what a performance. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it says obviously something about him that we, you know, kind of... <laughs> almost universally regarded that race as a disappointment. Yeah. <clears throat> now, he ran that race, if I recall, rather oddly, where he was 
you know, and, and we all know Jim likes to run from the front and likes to yeah. set the pace well, and everything else. He was out there with Killian and uh, Francois for a long time, And right? I think what he was doing, from what I recall, was running out ahead of them and, and basically setting the pace them. and then waiting for them yeah. in the aid stations. Yeah, that's, that's, I remember that from last year. He, I mean, when I listened to him talking about last year's race, he said that he made some nutrition mistakes, some clothing mistakes, um, and this year he thinks he's got a better handle on that. He's he's thought a lot more about his nutrition. He's not going to get behind. Um, he has much better like clothing options. He's figured out you know if the conditions are not good, hmm. what he's going to wear. Um, so he's you know already a a smarter mountain racer mm-hmm. based off his experience from last year. So I think that's going to count for a lot. My feeling is if he can hang with Killian, I think eventually he will grind Killian down. And I think, you know, looking at things like Hard Rock, Killian likes to kind of run with someone. I get that feeling. Yeah, that's true. I mean, certainly we can pick out instances throughout the years where he has, I don't want to say run below his potential, but maybe held back a little bit in order to have company. Yeah, yeah that's, and we then saw that dropped at, them in the last right. 15. We saw that at Hard Rock. I we've seen that at, Jim. We've seen that at UTMB before, yeah. um, where yeah. he, he's run with teammates or... or countrymen uh yeah. for you know the first i don't know 80 miles or so before really yeah. putting the hammer down i think having jim with you with 15 to 20 miles ago is gonna be a big problem that that might make you uncomfortable yes. i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> even somebody of killian stature i don't think wants to be staring down the um the specter of of jim in the last yeah. 20 miles totally especially if he's been on top of his nutrition he's you know he's if the conditions got bad, he's, he's, you know, he's got the right clothes on. Um, yeah, again, it, it just comes down to how he does it. Um, it and, and I don't want to say, does he run his own race? Cause I think Jim always kind of runs his own. Although I, I think that's kind of maybe what, what I'm getting at from last year is that maybe he didn't run his own race and, you know, felt the need to kind of wait at the aid stations for them because he yeah. didn't want to make a mistake. And, and I think that probably wasn't a great strategy. Pretty worried about getting lost. Yeah, who knows? Um, but, I, you know, uh, trying to trying to predict or, or give Jim advice is just a losing effort or losing battle at this point. Um, I think I, what I'd like to say is I think if he runs within himself, uh, he's going to be tough to beat. Um, and I think he will. I think... What we saw at Western States, um, look, his, his credentials at anything below 100 miles, he, he could be the greatest sub-100-mile ultra runner of all time, even yeah. this early on in his career. Um, what we've seen now at 100 miles, if he's indeed figured it out, which it seems like he has, uh, it, it, it could get very, very exciting. Yeah, and I mean, look what's on the line. I mean, you got you've won states, you've broken the course record, and you win UTMB in the same year. I mean, that's that's a big year. I mean, he's he. It would be historic. It would, Absolutely. I mean, not yeah. that he. It, there's chance for history every time he steps to the line. Yeah. Um, but that would certainly be unprecedented. Let's say that, and obviously, it goes without saying. Uh, everyone we're talking about, at least on the U.S. side, trying to become the first American man to win this race. Um, yeah. I, I I think. I think that to to me, my my f- favorite is Jim. This this is even better than the other one. What's this? Imperial IPA. Th- yes, this is yes, delicious. Yes. Uh, Space Diamonds Double Dry Hopped Imperial Indian oh, Pale Ale. That's fantastic. Fresh beer. Okay, Killian and Jim. Jim and Killian. Let's hit some of the other names that are out there. Uh, I think the next name we have to go to is the uh, two-time third-place finisher, 
Tim Thompson. Yeah. Um, yeah, could be picking up the pieces. These two tear right. each other apart. That's, ex- that's Runs exactly past the what I was about to say. lying by the side of the trail. Look, I think Tim has been very clear in the last couple of years that he sets up his entire year uh, based around this race, yeah. and it's yeah. clearly working. And his yeah. his build up seems pretty similar to what it's been in the past. Yep. I mean, he ran Speed Goat and ran very well there. Um, he was uh, third at Lavaredo earlier this year. Uh, you know, again to that that great Hayden Hawks performance. Um, I don't see any reason why he's not, you know, you know, the next guy in line if one of these guys falter. Yeah. Um, third last year. Uh, ninth last year, Zach Miller coming back again. Yeah. Ninth last year and I think sixth the year before. Yep. Yeah, I would expect him probably be in the same area, maybe back to top five if he has a really yep. good day, you know. Again, another guy who it seems like in recent years has built his year around this race and then, you know, coming back and, and, you know, using that fitness to have, you know, some great North face performances in the last couple of years. Um, but really has figured, I think this European thing out, uh, the winner of CCC, uh, in 2015, first American to win there, uh, sixth in 2016, ninth last year. Another guy who likes to run from the front. Um, although a little bit more restrained last year and ran pretty well. Yeah. and, and again, somebody we haven't seen a lot from this year. But with the experience and the talent, hard to bet against. Yeah. And I mean, he could easily get fourth or fifth place, I yeah. would say. Yeah. We could be looking at three to four Americans again in the top five to ten yeah. this year, uh, which would be amazing. And, and I, I would say unprecedented, except for last year, uh, when we had, I think, four Americans in the top nine, right? We had Tim in third. Yep. We had Jim in fifth, we yep. had Dylan seventh, and Zach ninth. We had uh, four Americans in the top nine, and, and we could be looking at something similar to that again this year. Yep. Okay, who else? Uh, Xavier. Xavier. Well, yeah, he's going to maybe have something to prove. you got to think, you gotta think he's a man a little, on a mission little, at this point, yeah. right? I mean, oh, yeah. uh, just a little extra bit of FU uh, yeah. to, to throw in there. Yeah. I Clearly mean, I, I showed what kind of fitness he had. Maybe coming in third. The problem I have picking him is um, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a quick turnaround after spending 20-plus hours at Hard Rock, 91 miles. Um, what is it, six weeks? If that, it might be less. Um, yeah, it's around six weeks, yeah, maybe slightly under. So I just think he's going to be running with a passion. I mean, he was— You got to think so, right? You know, nine miles and finish— Two-time winner of this race. Yeah, I think. Also has won OCC, CCC, and uh, TDS. Um, yeah. You know, one of the most accomplished runners in the history of yeah. this festival, uh, up there with, with Francois and Killian, obviously. And, uh, yeah. Just uh, hope he doesn't bump into his girlfriend in the car park with a bottle of Perrier. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely no holes to pick in his game if— yeah. I mean, other than he's obviously possibly well. he was having a great race right. out there in uh, Hard Rock. Um, so if, if he's if he's recovered, focused. If he's recovered, he's fine. Yeah, uh, he's, you got to think he's the one. Yeah, um, I like Mark Hammond. Maybe I think he. Yeah, I have him down as kind of a wild card for me. Yeah, I think he's he could couldn't put a, a good performance. Pretty solid at states. I mean, you know. Yeah, back to back third place finishes at yeah. states. Uh, he was. Uh, Somewhere in the top five to ten at UTMF this year. Yep. Um, I can't remember exactly where, but and and uh, to my re- to my recollection was a little bit disappointed with his finish there. Like I think yeah. he, he thought he could have done better. Yeah. Uh, still a really good showing. 
third hundred of the year. Third hundred in, I don't know, six months. That's yeah. a lot. It is. It is quite a lot. That's the only thing, right? And Especially you know, after that, the heat of Western states coming back two months later and trying to do this again. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it depends what he's done. I mean, has he, been, has he moved out to France? Has he been training out there? Has he been in the San Juans? I mean, hard to, hard to know. But, you know, he's obviously a quick runner. Um, you know, I think he, he has a possibility to have a good run out there. Um, Luis Alberto Hernandez, three-time world trail champ. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a pedigree. Uh, but those are shorter races. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. But I, I do like... He's another one. Kind of, I, I thought if if I could get him at like twenty to one, I'd throw down. A, right. I'd throw down a, a few pounds on him, uh, just to you know maybe a, as a top ten guy. Another top ten guy I like Paul Giblin, three time top ten Western State. The last three years top tens at Western States. I like that. Yep. He's he's definitely gonna be one to watch. And um, my big dark horse. I don't want to say big dark horse, but I like Alex Nichols. You do. I do. Yeah. He's. He's, I mean, I, I see him in the five to ten area, though. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't see him better than that. I mean, I mean, it's, it, look, it's a lot to ask in this field to yeah. to, to expect. This, this is a stacked field. I right. mean, I know that we said last year was the best ever, but I, I and think this, this could is, be as good for sure. I think this is easily as good. Um, There's no question. Right. I mean, you could right. He could have a fantastic race and come in eighth or twelfth or yeah. something like that. But um, and. And again, I'm not as obviously I'm not nearly as familiar with this kind of terrain in this course as I am at Western States. Like I knew from what I knew of Alex when he went to Western States, I was like, that's a guy who's going to do well at Western States. And he did. He crushed. Uh, I don't know if his particular skill set translates as well to this course, but uh, he won. He's won uh, Run Rabbit. And, you know, he's coming off of that supported FKT of Nolan's 14. Yeah. Which. I think is as again as somebody who doesn't really know that that's that's a pretty good proxy in the states oh, yeah. for what the yeah. kind of terrain and altitude and vert he's going to face yeah. this weekend. Uh, so I yeah. I like with his yeah. with his I talent like with thinking. his speed and just knowing what he's been doing recently in the mountains. Uh, I think he's he could make some noise maybe as some as the fourth American who is getting a little bit less of the press here. You Thank you. You convinced me. <laughs> One other bet for the top ten, Gadiminus Grinis. Yep, uh, Grinius uh, from he's Lithuania. Had some good results there before. Yeah, yeah. He's. I feel like he's always. He's always around about six to you know. nine, somewhere yeah. in that range. Uh, yeah. he, it's like Charmin at uh, yeah. at states. You, you don't yeah. bet against him in the top ten, he's right? The, he's, he's a Charmin of UTMB. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The Euro and it's Charmin. had some good. And it's had some good states results as well. Any names we forgot? I don't think so. I think we've uh, that's pretty pretty good list there. All right, so. If you had to pick, if I put a gun to your head, you going Killian or Jim? I'm going Jim. You're going Jim. Yeah. I kind of... I like it. I think that's my heart talking. You know, I, I, I want him... I really want him to win it. I do too. You know, I, I, I think Killian is absolutely amazing. But I just think, you know, I love to see history being made. Uh, so I'll always... When, I, when I'm in that situation, I'll always pick the, the one that's going to make history. As much as I want Debo to win Ultra Run of the Year, uh, which I do very much, and again, if if the ballot was due today, he he's got my vote. If Jim wins, uh, it's it's as obvious as it is for for Courtney for the women that right. that he that he gets it, oh, and yeah. and right, it, it's hard to root against history being made, right? Uh, but I'm gonna pick Killian. I just 
I think he's. I think he's got. All right. It. What are we going to put on it? We got to put something. We got to put a beer on some kind of beer or something. Be, I would something. love to put a beer on it. You just bring beer over all the time. I never get a chance to actually right, we'll drink out. my own beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, gun to your head. Who you got for the women? Um, Clay Gallagher. Yeah, me too. All right, we're in agreement on that one. Could you Could you imagine a U.S. sweep at UTMB? So that That'd would be, be that would be that would be something. All right. Well. All right. Here's to world dominance. <laughs> Cheers to that. Phil, thanks so much for joining me once again tonight in the Pain Cave. Fun time. This has been a lot of fun, and I am super excited now to see how this all shakes out. Oh, yeah, UTMB. I won't be able to sleep tonight. Uh, What's next for you? You got SOS coming up in just a couple weeks. SOS Triathlon. Yep. Um, Survival of the Shawangunks. Yeah, just over a week Sunday, and then I will be doing the Cat's Tail Marathon. Fantastic marathon up there in Phoenicia and the Catskills. That's right. That's right. A uh, uh, very technical and altitudinous, uh, not altitudinous, yeah, but decent amount of climbing yep. on it. Uh, marathon. We talked about that actually in the um, episode with Mike Sudi, the king of the Catskills. Yeah. Go back and listen to that for a little more information there. And then uh, Bandera? Then Bandera, yeah. And then I'm going to do Rocky Raccoon. All right. We're already six months into the future. Let's do it. All right. Beautiful. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again in the Pain Cave tonight. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Enjoy watching and following along with all the goings on this weekend. And we will see you again very soon. Until next time in the Pain Cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Broken down and beaten up. The years have been long and tough, but I'm not dead. Happy now just to spend some time with friends and have a I'm not jaded, just been faded Like a good old pair of jeans Rusted like a proud old car That's drove a little too far And seemed too much rain But long ago, as a child I look about the night sky in wild wonderment And ride the bus and feel upset To think of all the years I'd have to go through that I was still young I was still